Hello everyone and welcome to Vlogmas 2022. This is day five and this is being recorded on Ecamm Live. It's a little bit of a labor of love. I have been working on this now for months. Let's say close to the whole year I've been working on bits and pieces for this. I had an old sort of hessian burlap tablecloth, small one, that was very plain. It had a little gold edging on it, which I didn't like very much. And because it was old, it was starting to, the gold was starting to, to move off. So I made um, an I-cord edge and just sewed it all the way around. I think it's much prettier that way. And then I have been making over the last year, let's say I've been a little driven. I've been making leaves and little tiny flowers and giant flowers. I get a little driven when I get started doing crafting, I'm afraid. And what was even worse is, yes, all of these are hand cut out. These are not crit cut. So everything is hand cut. I got a whole bunch done and I had done some uh, various little wreaths and things for gifts and for around the house a little. And then I realized that they would be so much prettier if I embroidered them. So I went back and I re-embroidered everything just a little bit, just so that it shows up ever so nicely and makes it a little more special. I don't know if you can see that. We'll see if you can. Little tiny, yes, there are three, yes, little tiny things. So today's the day that we start putting them onto the skirt. So I don't know where I'm going to put them yet. We're just going to keep going. But I've decided that it's, it's, it's time, time to do it. So here we go, I think. And they're all a little bit different. So that was a little, was a little, we're gonna go with this one next, I think. And we're just gonna chat while we do. I'm gonna talk today a little bit about Christmas cookies, I think, and things that one eats during Christmas time. Um, I don't bake cookies so much anymore. I have been making since uh, the pandemic now and again uh, oatmeal raisin bars because I like those. But I've recently come into possession of some chocolate chips from the United States. Now, there's nothing wrong with the chocolate chips in, in the UK. There's nothing wrong with any of the baking goods in the UK. They're all quite good. But every once in a while, you just want a taste of home. Like Cheetos, extra crunchy Cheetos. They're not paying me to say that. And there are some things that you can get here that you can't get, that you can't get here that you get in the States. Cheetos is one of them. Certain brand of chocolate morsels, some sweet chocolate morsels which I will be making. I put them in the freezer when I got them, so I'll be making cookies out of them this year for Christmas. Because I used to make chocolate chip cookie bars for 
everybody my husband worked for. So they either get um, a complete slab or a half slab of cookies. And our better, our, our good friends, you know, closest friends would get, get something similar, <laughs> which was fun. Put on um, chocolate drizzle. So I'd melt uh, either white or, or I might, might melt all three, chocolate, dark chocolate and white chocolate. And then um, spoon it over, woo, all over the, all over the rest of the, um, the bar. So it made it look more like bark and festive, and nobody's turned them down. Good thing to make. I think people quite enjoyed them. Oh, I need some of the big ones. We just put. that flower. Isn't it pretty? This little doo -doo. Let's see if we get that one. And that's what we would do as uh, Christmas presents. Part of our Christmas present for friends and to work colleagues. Yeah, that's going to do nicely. I bake bread for Christmas. I bake bread quite a lot, actually. I've been doing quite a lot of the uh, the quarter teaspoon of yeast thing in your um, cast iron oven or cast irons, uh, like crusade pot kind of thing, and that's been fun. That always comes out really good. It's a no need um, bread. You just basically mix up the ingredients, leave them for 12 to 18, 24 hours, and then you cook it in your, your big pot. It comes out absolutely wonderful. It's just quite amazing. First time I made it, I couldn't believe how good it was. I also make um, Irish soda bread. I have a wonderful Irish cookbook, and I also have um, a cookbook from my mother-in-law, a small one. We did that one year for Christmas, too, for them. We made, um, I'd been given um, a small, small cookbook of my mother-in-law's, and then we copied it and made Copied it and then made some uh, a pretty nice little cover for it and gave gave them out to family members for Christmas one year. That was fun. Enjoyed doing that. Actually, I did that too. Um, when we were going to Ireland one Christmas, and it was still when the troubles were still pretty. Prevalent. You couldn't really take wrapped presents uh, because you're going to be searched by the um, police and at the you're going to be searched by the police at the airport. Nope, don't put that in there. I like this one a lot. Ooh. 
Oops. What's the big tray? Let's see how we got. Well, that's much better. That's too big. Oh, that would work really nicely there, wouldn't it? Yeah, it is. You couldn't. You couldn't take wrapped items because they might unwrap them because they were looking for. Um, it was an interesting time. The Northern Ireland uh, agreement been made or put into force uh, by the time we got married. And so troubles were still going on. And I hadn't, I was like most, I would say most typical Americans and not particularly into politics or particularly worldwide politics. I was so stupid at the time. I didn't know that Ireland was two countries. It didn't, hadn't come up in my, hadn't come up in my, um, Path, I suppose. And so when I started dating a guy from Northern Ireland and was hearing about how he had grown up, how the troubles had affected his family fairly severely, I have to say. Very sad. It was a shock to me to go to a country to visit and to meet his parents and then be sitting and seeing police on the street with guns. It just wasn't part of my, it wasn't part of what I, how I grew up. It just was not part of that. I remember sitting in uh, the front room fire going, it was nice. And I was sitting um, towards the window because the light was better and I was doing some knitting or crochet or something because I never go anywhere without and something in my purse that I can uh, travel from, that I can, can do. I always have to have something with me to do. Let's see, what do we think? I think that's quite pretty. It's going to work. So I'm sitting in the window and my mother-in-law, or future mother, I can't remember the time, it's been a long time, comes over and closes the curtains and says, you make a lovely target, dear. Well, that kind of, that kind of scared me, as it would. And being able and not being able to making sure that you went to the right taxis, make sure that you went to the right pubs, making sure that you were careful where you stayed and what you said and well, eye opening. I'm not 
quite as ignorant as I was before. I'm still not particularly intelligent about a lot of things. But I suppose that's the thing about Americans moving abroad. I came over, I was 28, 27, 28 at the time. And I hadn't been abroad before, before I came over to teach. And I was kind of in my own little world. I mean, the Midwest, where I come from, is not what you would call cosmopolitan in the most part. It was difficult. England, at least when you came over, the language was not too much of an issue. It was an issue, but not. At least it was a form of English. My first voice teacher here, Phyllis Roast, she was, she was amazing. She was teaching at the, the boys at the Catholic Cathedral in, in London, among other places, and taking private students. I learned a lot from her, and not just about voice and teaching methods, but the kind of musician and musician teacher that I wanted to be. At the time I was teaching K through 12 music in a private school in the UK, which was an international school. It was all oh, huge learning curve for me at the time. But Phyllis was amazing. Phyllis Roast, a British cadet. She's a wonderful pianist. And when she went to a um, conservatory or school, she wanted to be a singer really badly. She wanted to be a singer. And her teacher, or teachers, took her aside and said, look, you don't really have the voice to do this professionally, but we think you will make an absolutely superb teacher. And so they started training her up, and she was smart enough to know that they weren't trying to be offensive or ruin her dreams. They were trying to be honest with her so that she could have 
so she so she could have a really interesting and wonderful career where she would be successful. Totally opposite. I used to I used to have my lessons with her on a Friday night after school. So I've been teaching all week. And then I went over and I had my, my lesson with her. I was her last lesson of the day. My husband would pick me up after the lesson and we'd go, go out for, for a nice meal. We weren't married at the time. We would go out for a nice meal and then uh, go home. That's another story. Another day I will tell you that. But because I was her last lesson of the day, Phyllis, I think it's a time for a nice big Ooh, I think it could be. So while we waited for Chris to arrive, Phyllis would make me, we would have a gin and tonic. Phyllis's idea of a gin and tonic was gin and, or sorry, gin and tonic. And so there were more than, there was more than one evening when uh, Chris would arrive to pick, pick me up and I was more than a little sloshed. All in good humor. Why is it that musicians and clergy have the best liquor cabinets in the world? They do, you know. They always have not just the normal spirits, but they always have good, the good stuff. Mm. But I learned a lot from Phyllis. And I think she learned a little bit from me as well. She hadn't talked to many Americans at that point. And I don't think she'd had particularly a good time with some Americans that she had um, had worked with. And Americans, I think, can be a little set in their ways. Or expect when they travel. Things are like they are at home. They aren't, nor should they be, because that's part of what travel is, is experiencing something else, something other than what you are. I'm waiting to use this one as well. Thinking too close to that one. Yeah, I can let's do it. Let's make it work. Looking for something, there it is. Well, I think that's as far as we're going to go today. Maybe it's going to be working on this for quite a while, I think. I know I was rambling a lot today, but thinking about where to place things. 
Let me know what you think. It's going to go all around the edge of the bottom. Actually, I quite like it. I do like it a lot. Have a great day and happy Vlogmas, everyone. Woohoo! It's day five of Vlogmas and time to open the Ducky Advent Calendar. Let's see what's inside today. Here we go. It's a cute little pink ducky. Come on, little ducky. Come and join the others. Oh, aren't you cute? Hello. You can come and join the others. Oh, well, that's it. See you tomorrow. I'm going to go play with the duckies. I wonder if they work in the bath. We'll see.